from R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, this is The Retirement. When you retire, if you want an exciting life, you need a boring investment strategy. Matters. If you enter into retirement without a plan for income, you're not retired. You're simply unemployed. Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Dale Smothers, and you're listening to the Retirement Matters Podcast. My hope is that you will find the information you need in every single show on how to do one of the three things, either saving more money more efficiently, planning better for your future where you can live in retirement worry-free, or my favorite, how you can live a happy and fulfilled life in this life you have been given. We know that your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it listening to this episode of The Retirement Matters Podcast. On this episode of The Retirement Matters Show, we go into two stories. And the first story we tell is about a positive mindset. It's actually more uh, inward reflection on making sure that you're helping people in the right way. Uh, Believe it or not, that story also relates to the second story that I tell, but we don't have time to go into the connection. I hope that you can pick up on this connection on your own. But if you don't, no big deal. It's a totally separate story with a totally separate meaning that is all about making sure you're not waiting too long to put in the protection you need to make sure your retirement is everything you imagined. I hope that you enjoy these couple stories on this show. This show comes to you from a radio show that we did in South Central Kentucky, North Central Tennessee, uh, all over several stations in that area. And we are very privileged to talk to a, a very nice demographic, a very large audience in that area but we're happy that you found it here on the podcast. And of course, if there's anything we can do to benefit you or make these podcasts more enjoyable for you, we can cut an entirely different version of the same show for podcasts, which we do very often. Uh, And at the end of this, we want you to be educated. We can spend a little more time and get a little bit slower, go a little bit deeper uh, for you on the Retirement Matters podcast than we can in the very time-restricted Retirement Matters radio show. So if there's anything that we can do better for you, please let me know. 270-600-PLAN is a way to get in touch with our team. You can email us at contact at rdswealth.com, or of course, you can simply leave a comment on this podcast service. Leave us a rating. We would appreciate that. The more you rate, the more people we will reach. Again, 270-600-PLAN, if we can assist you in any way, get in touch with me or a member of the team. By calling that number and telling us that you are a podcast listener. We will help you any way possible. I hope that you enjoy this episode and every episode of the Retirement Matters podcast. Good morning to you. I hope you are doing well and that you are ready to start discussing all things Retirement Matters. I have a story to tell you and fill you in on how you can be better prepared for retirement. But before we get to that story, I want to jump to our pause for positivity this morning. And it comes to us from an Aesop's fable called The Monkey and the Fish, I believe is the name of this story. And if I can, I'm going to recall this story from memory and uh, see if we can get a couple of tidbits of positivity out of it. So it goes like this. There once was a fish and a monkey. And the monkey was living in a big, giant palm tree that overlooked the beach of this beautiful island. And this island one day uh, had suffered a hurricane. And during the storm, during the hurricane, the 
the, the ocean begin to come in very high and, and these tides begin to rage on the island. And as the tides came in and then went back out, they would leave things on the beach, on the shore, as you have often seen the water do. But in this particular instance, when the tide went away, it left a fish stranded on the island. Now, this fish was flopping and, and trying violently to get back to the ocean to save itself when out of nowhere, the monkey saw the distress of the fish and climbed down the tree in an instant. When he got to the seashore, he realized that this fish was in distress, so he picks the fish up and cradles the fish like one of its own little babies. And with the same intent that it had coming down the tree, it hurried up the tree to take this fish to safety. And in the safety of the palm tree, the fish began to flap and and flounder as much as it could to get out of the hands of this monkey, which at that time it would have definitely fallen to its death because of the height of the tree. But thankfully, the monkey held with all of its might and held this fish into place. Caressing the fish, you can see it patting the fish and, and, and talking even to the fish and ooing to the fish and letting it know it's going to be okay, I've got you. The fish finally calmed down and from the perspective of the monkey, uh, very shortly after being up in the safety of the tree was completely calm uh, to the point where it was still. And as the fish became more and more still and uh, essentially very peaceful to the perception of the monkey, the monkey realized that finally I have calmed this fish down and he, he sees the safety in this tree, the safety that I have enjoyed He is finally partaking in it until finally the storm passes by and the monkey climbs back down the tree and gingerly lays the fish right where he had found him just a few hours before, except this time the fish was at rest. The fish was at peace. The monkey climbed back to the top of the tree and and watched the fish laying there for the rest of the evening and even found that whenever he woke up the next morning, the fish was so comfortable that it was laying in the exact same spot until finally the high tides came in and the fish decided to swim off. Now that's the story, and that's how it ends. But there is a moral to this story. And for today's purposes, the moral to this story is what seems to be safety and comfort for you may not be for everyone. You see, this fish was not made to be in the tree. The fish was made to be in the ocean. And what would have been better was for the monkey to have helped and assisted the fish to get back to the ocean rather than take the fish back to its tree. Better yet, if he had left the fish alone, the high tides would have came back and more than likely the fish would have made his way back into the ocean. But instead, he took this fish, not understanding the circumstances of this fish, and began to give him what he deemed to be safety. He began to save his life, when in reality, he costed the fish his life. And what he perceived to be calm and comfort overtaking the fish was actually the fact that this fish was dying. The fish does not breathe oxygen like the monkey. The fish needs water. And the monkey could not perceive at all that he would throw the fish into the ocean because that is danger. I'm taking this fish, my new friend, 
to my comfort place. Now, many of you have probably thought about this both in the telling of the story and then the recapping of my story here and realized that monkey didn't know that the fish wasn't like him. But I want you to think about how we help our fellow man. How do we help the person that is suffering from loss? How do we help the person who is suffering from illness? How do we help the person who maybe is suffering from being talked about or, or feeling as if they're an outcast? How do we help the person who's just lost a job? These things that people go through each and every day, we talk about making their day a little bit brighter, but to do this, sometimes we have to know the person. Now, there are many times where making someone's day a little bit brighter is as easy as just doing something that's an act of kindness, just, just very nonchalantly even showing that you have character, picking up a piece of paper off of the street. I have, I have been guilty of that and just reaching down to pick up a piece of paper and throw it away. And someone looks at me and says, that was an awful nice gesture. And no doubt they went down the road and picked up something of their own because it's contagious. Those types of behavior are contagious, but I want you to be careful not to try and fix people. Sometimes we have to allow them to be in their grief for a minute. Sometimes we have to allow them to be in the situation God has put them so that God can bring them out. Too much interjection of ourselves can oftentimes lead people to their peril. If you hear of a divorce or you hear of a sickness or you hear of a person being laid off, of course, reach out and be present. But do not try to bring that person into your situation. Do not try to bring that person uh, to, a, to an area of it's going to be okay and let me help you understand. Let me bring you to my perspective, one who is hurting. Let me bring you up to where I find safety. No, that's the wrong thing to do. And if we're not careful... What we do that is intended to help is actually harmful to the person we are trying to help. I'm sure we've all been there. I'm sure we've all you know, witnessed this uh, people wanting to come in and, and just be your help right in the moment. And in reality, you just needed some time to take in what was going on. This comes to me because we have a client in South Carolina who called today. And told me that she had cancer. And my heart is heavy. Uh, during the show, my heart is heavy. It goes out to this individual. Uh, I don't know if she listens to the radio show. I know she listens to the podcast. And she will likely hear this. And I'm telling you, this is a, this is a great woman. Uh, a genuine woman. Who is powering through this thing, although all the odds are against her. And at that point, I was helpless. All of my teaching and coaching to my team, to my, to my boys, to my family, to my listening audience, you, about help others, make their day brighter, make their day brighter. There was nothing I could do when I got this phone call. And sometimes uh, that's, a, that's a hard place to be in. Sometimes it's hard to just sit in our area of safety and, and watch. But here is what I know. <clears throat> I know that when she called me, she did not expect me to climb down from the tree and bring her up to where I was. Instead, she called me to make sure I was in my place. She called me to make sure that I was being a good steward of her money and that I was helping carry out her wishes. 
She called me with her family on the line saying, this is my guy, and when things happen that we know are about to happen, you are to call him. I brought the family up to speed on the investment uh, portfolio that we had built for this lady and all of the goals and ambitions she had. I brought them up to speed and requested the right documentation so that I could deliver information to the family without her present in the future. See, I was called upon by this person where I was to do what I could do. We are often called upon by our fellow man to do what we can do in the place that we are in. There may be people that you should run down and help. If it is a, if it is a person that you are aware of what they need in the moment and you stand by and do nothing, you are wrong. But if we just are active to be active, like the monkey, we may be doing someone a major disservice. So when you see someone that you need to help, help them. If you're not sure how to help them, just being with them may be a help. But the last thing you can do is force them to walk in your shoes and see your perspective. Be an encouragement. Be a help but do not be a hindrance. That's our pause for positivity, and it's not altogether positive, but if we can master this skill, I'm confident it will help make the world a better place. And for that, I bring it to today's episode of the Retirement Matters Show. Now, if you're just tuning in or you've heard this for the very first time, this show is more than just about the investments that you hold in your portfolio. We are an investment show, for sure. But in my belief, you have to know where your priorities lie in order to live a truly happy life in retirement. This show is designed, at the, as I say at the very beginning of the show, to teach you how to save money, plan well and live happy. That's our goal. We want you to walk away from the worry of the stock market and walk into the time of your lives so that you can be with and spend more time and money on the people you care about. That's what we desire, and that's what we do with a lot of our clients all over this part of the country, and we are blessed to do just that for you. We would love to talk to you. 270-600-PLAN. As soon as we get back from this break, we're going into another story. And this story has a moral behind it that is investment related. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Looks like we have about a 72% chance of a successful landing today. Did you catch that? A 72% chance of success? No one would fly on this airline. But you'd be surprised how many people take this approach to their own retirement. This is Dale Smothers, your host of the Retirement Matters Show. Join me right here each week as we discuss ways you can gain confidence in your retirement plan. Good decision-making, time-tested strategies, and a well-written plan will allow you the luxury of relaxation, even when you're going through those panic-inducing, turbulent times. As the host of the Retirement Matters Show, we will teach you how to keep your retirement on track, making sure that your destination is everything you wanted it to be. Tune in for the Retirement Matters Show with Dale Smothers. Also, check out the Retirement Matters Podcast. Just search for Retirement Matters with Dale Smothers on the podcast platform of your choice. All right, welcome back. Let's jump into today's story. The main story that I'm going to tell you today 
it goes like this. There, and this is a real story. Uh, there was a time about a year ago where I was headed to a uh, market consensus. If you've heard this show before, you've actually heard me do shows remotely from different locations. Uh, from time to time, I'll travel across the country to hear very educated individuals in this industry speak about what they predict or what they see coming in the market. From that, we gather a lot of really good information to bring back to our clients and make sure that we are implementing the the, the top leading-edge recommendations in a portfolio for today's environment, not what we should have done 10 years ago or 20 years ago. We are a, a student of our craft, that is for sure. And what we do is deliver sound advice because of how much we study. But with that being said, it requires travel. And, you know, I'm not really a big fan of travel for business. I, <clears throat> I do it a lot. Um, I do it more than I desire. I'm, I'm living out of a suitcase quite a bit uh, here lately. And at the end of the travel, I'm ready to get home, just like many of us that have traveled for leisure or for work. Uh, when you are done traveling, it's time for home. That was a good place. I'm glad I went. But golly, no place like home. So on my way home about a year ago in the Nashville airport, I was gone for several days. I come back, I get in my truck and I've got a, you know, I got a fairly new truck. It's a 2021, 2022, something like that. Yukon Denali. And the reason I say that is because I want you to realize this truck is new and the battery should be as powerful as it has ever been. Well, I get to the valet and I'm and I'm checking my car. It's a valet park there at the Nashville Airport if you've ever been. And since I'm here, I'll put a little plug in. Uh, if it were me, I would do valet parking every time because it's not that much more to valet park than it is to park yourself and you're a whole lot closer to the gate. Uh, so that's just a word of wisdom there for parking. Uh, you didn't ask for that advice, but I'll give it to you. And so I'm I'm checking out and I'm signing all the proper documents and you know showing them that it's my truck and I give them my driver's license. And the valet comes running back and he says, We've got a problem. It looks like the battery's dead. Oh no, what what's going on? And and immediately I thought, oh, a valet must have kept my lights on. Someone that works here must have kept a door open. Something wasn't quite right. There's no way that my battery should be dead. And I just chalked it up as valet error. No big deal. They took a battery pack out, one of those little jumper packs. It's you know as big as a uh, maybe a large iPhone. They plug it in. And it cranks right up. No big deal. I go through two or three days having to let my battery reset. It had drained the battery so much that it was weak, and it was throwing all kinds of signals in the in the dashboard. It was lit up more than I'd ever seen. Didn't even know some of the lights existed. And the place where I get my car serviced assured me, you're going to be fine. As soon as the battery gets to full power, you'll be okay. So I accepted that answer. You know, it came from a very sound professional, and uh, they told me even in that uh, meeting that it would be a wise decision to go ahead and get a battery pack while I was there. That they were selling, they would be happy to sell me this battery pack, and it, it's the same one that jumped my car whenever I was at the valet. And I thought about it. You know, that's a really good idea, but I don't need it right now. This was a fluke accident, one time only, never going to happen again. Well, let's fast forward to about uh, three weeks ago. <laughs> I'm coming back from another market consensus at this point, and the same thing happens. Except this time, I was not in the valet lot. I was actually parked at a hotel. I had stayed there the night before and took the shuttle to uh, the airport and now came back from the shuttle. And I'm by myself in a parking lot, and I have nothing 
to get into my truck. My truck is automated. The only way that the door opens is by the button. I figure out how to get into my car, and I'm figuring out how to get it cranked. And I come to realize I can't do anything until the battery is charged. So, no big deal. I call AAA. Well, I get AAA on the phone. It was around 11 o'clock. And I will make this story very short and tell you they did not come until 7 in the morning. And they did not come until 7 in the morning after several attempts from different people trying to crank my car through jumper cables. My, my truck was just needing too much energy. It would not crank. It got to where it actually locked my key out of the system. So even without a full battery, it would not recognize my key any longer. And uh, I made the decision to go to sleep. I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to go to sleep at 6.30 in the morning. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to go to Advanced Auto Parts, and I'm going to buy me one of those jumper boxes. I'm going to Uber five minutes down the road and buy a jumper box, but it doesn't open till 9, so I'm going to sleep. 6.30 in the morning, and guess what happens? At 7 a.m., I had literally just laid my head on the bed. My phone rings. It's AAA. Hey, we're here to fix your car. Oh my goodness, (laughs) that's all I could think. Uh, Actually, I remember literally bargaining with the AAA guy, can I have 30 minutes? (laughs) And Of course, he said no. So I go down and I realize very quickly that I had actually left my keys. I had the fob, I had the key fob, which is normally how I work with this truck. You know, I keep the key fob and I can get in and out as I need to. But because the battery was dead, I had left the keys in the car And unfortunately, it was locked. So we fast forward two more hours, and after a $300 locksmith bill trying to get into my car to get the keys, AAA is able to hook my battery up to the battery pack and gets my car cranked. Praise the Lord. (laughs) I'm ready to go home. But before I do, I am going to Advance Auto Parts, which is five minutes down the road. By now, Advance has opened. And when I get there, I go into full prepper mode. I leave my I leave my truck running because I don't want it to die. I'm letting the alternator charge. I buy a breaker bar. I buy a deep weld socket that fits my wheels just in case I have a flat tire. I'm not using the little four-way. I buy uh, three or four flashlights in case I'm stranded on the side of the road and I can it's special flashlights that can, you know, wave people down. It, essentially, I could bring a airplane in <laughs> to land on the airstrip with these things. I, I buy, of course, the battery pack. I spend almost five hundred dollars on just equipment to make sure that I do not get stranded again. Now, there is a moral to this story that I'm going to tell you after this break, and it has a lot to do with being prepared for what could very easily drain the money out of your retirement much faster than you ever thought possible. It's fourth and one with two seconds left in the game. Less than one yard separates you from victory. You have the best running back in the league, but your coach calls a Hail Mary. As silly as that sounds, we see a lot of retirement managers being far too aggressive with your investments when a more conservative play would be a better fit. You have questions, we have answers. Contact R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, 270-600-PLAN. That's 270-600-7526. 
All right, welcome back to the show. If you have been with me so far through this show, thank you. I told a couple stories here. One story had a self-reflection moral. This story has a moral about being prepared in retirement, and here it is. When I was told the first time you need to buy a battery pack, I wished a hundred times over, sitting down right beside of my truck waiting on AAA to come a year later, that I had bought one for each of my vehicles. I wished that I had spent the money necessary right then to be prepared for what was to come. But you know what I thought? This is too new of a vehicle. It's not going to happen to me again. It wasn't even my fault this time. It was the valet's fault. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my truck's fault. Of course not. It couldn't have possibly been my truck's fault. It had to be something that the valet did. For that reason, I waived the right to buy the battery pack. Setting in advance auto parts, allowing my truck to run, waiting on the alternator to charge for the second time now, I am buying almost $500 worth of equipment because I am emotional. (laughs) I'm emotional and I am deprived of sleep. So making some decisions there that I probably wouldn't make setting here now today, all because I made one decision thinking it's not going to happen to me. How many times do we do that in our life? How many times do we wish a hundred times over? I wish I had picked that little thing up. I wish I had maybe bought this thing and kept it with me. I wish that I hadn't have thrown that away. Have you ever done that? Well, we do that a lot in our retirement plan as well. And I've, I've talked to people in the past and I said, listen, if it were me, whether you do this with Artie Smothers Wealth Management or not, whether you employ my team or you go find someone else, I would do X, Y, or Z. And they say, okay, thank you. And we never hear from them again. Now, whether they go somewhere else, just like I said, they possibly could, I don't know. But I'll tell you this, more times than not, we wait for the storm before we start looking for a place to buy an umbrella. More times than not, we wait for the battery to die before we think, huh, I might need a battery pack. And more times than not, we wait for the market to go down before we put in the protection necessary. What kind of protection are you talking about, Dale? I'm talking about the protection for your income. Just like I should have went ahead right then when it was sunny outside, and I'm sitting in the dealership in the comfort of the dealership knowing, hey, this is a fair price. I'm literally looking at something that I will likely use in the future. I hope I never do. But it's worth it to buy the protection. It's like buying insurance. And you know what? AAA? Oh, I've got it. No big deal. I don't even know what I pay. $110 a year for that, for the AAA package? And and you know what? We start to rationalize with ourselves, right? Well, I won't need the battery pack. And you know what? If I ever do, I'll just buy, I'll just call AAA. Let me tell you something. Battery pack was 200 bucks. And I don't know what you value your time at, but I can tell you this. I value my time at a lot more than seven hours for $200. Seven hours for $200. What is that? I'm, I'm literally pulling my phone out here real quick. Let's do uh, 200 bucks. Let's just say it was 200 even. And let's say that I spent uh, seven hours. That would be $28.57 an hour. $28.57 an hour. So I want to ask you this question. How much would it take for you to not spend time with your family on a weekend. See, because I was supposed to get home to my boys 
But instead, it was a phone call. Hey, guys, I'm just not going to be in. And the pride in me wouldn't let me call. Honestly, I didn't want to wake my father up at 12 o'clock. But if I had called my dad, of course he would have came. But then guess what? He's two hours away. My dad's two hours away. He's going to get there. We're going to try to fix it. And then we have two-hour drive back in separate vehicles. I, I just wasn't thinking, hey, that's not something I want to do. I probably could have made better decisions in the moment, but you know what kicked in? Emotions. And can I tell you something? When the market is falling to the floor and everyone around you is screaming, sell, 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 and all the news is bad news, guess what kicks in? Emotions. You are now in a sunny day. It might start you know, getting a little cloudy out there if you think about it in the market. We've talked a little bit about some of those clouds, commercial real estate, Golly, China, Russia, oil, inflation, taxes. The clouds are coming. And what follows clouds is a storm. Now is the time to buy the battery pack. Now is the time to get the protection. What are we protecting, Dale? We're protecting income. We're protecting income. See, this, this journey to Nashville, it's two hours away. If I were, let's say I was in my, uh, I was going to the gym and I'm, I'm three minutes from home. The, the, the difficulties of the battery being dead would have been no trouble for me to overcome. None. Zero trouble for me to overcome. But because I'm hours away, it was a ordeal. A seven, eight, nine hour ordeal by the time I got home. And I want to tell you something. It depends on how far away you are from retirement that determines how big of an ordeal it would be if the market takes a tumble. How far you are from retirement is going to determine whether it's a big ordeal or if it's no problem for you to overcome. If you're far away from retirement, completely the opposite of the battery situation, if you're far away from retirement, a, a 10, 20, 30% pullback in the market is not going to affect you that much. As a matter of fact, it's time for you to buy. It's a golden opportunity. But if the 20% or 30% tumble comes when you are in retirement or two years from retirement, approaching retirement, your retirement will look entirely different than you had ever desired it to if it even comes at all. All right, guys, that's the show. I appreciate you keeping up with me on this. I hope that you followed the story. I hope that you stayed through to the next break where we told the analogy of the story and, and then brought it full circle to help you understand a little more about not waiting until the storm comes, not waiting until the battery is dead before you buy the protection. This is important. In the investment world, it's very common for us to see that the sun is shining and think there's no way we could ever face another storm. But in reality, it's now when you should be looking to put the protection in place around your income. We can help you do that. 270-600-PLAN. If you have any questions, 270-600-PLAN. If you have money in a 401k and you're over the age of 59 and a half, let's talk about how you can safeguard and quote unquote buy the protection for when the storm comes. Over 59 and a half in a 401k, give me a call. 270-600-PLAN. Until we talk again next week, guys, always remember, save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement. God bless. 
investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Artie Smothers Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Artie Smothers Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained here and provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Artie Smothers Wealth Management.